Welcome to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleina. I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleina Hour, the power of water and water life science. And we're also adapting, adopting a new one called Global Health Olympics. You've been hearing us talk on this show for so long about Health Olympics. Well, I've decided for the world to listen to what we're going to be educating with not only the power of water and water life science and all that we've been teaching on the show, but we're going to be teaching you what I have said. We need better health education worldwide in the schools, in the doctor's offices, and in life altogether. Everybody needs. And you know, have you noticed, we all need to be reminded. Thirteen years ago, when I decided, Voice America asked me if I wanted to have my own show. And I said, you know, this is my opportunity to talk to people about education and the crisis of water, but also what people need to understand about, well, health education and new research, new discovery with scientists, physicians, scholars from all over the world. So we've had people come in from all over the world to, to be participating in the show. And it's been exciting to me to discuss my background with them. I'm the founder of Biologic Aqua Research Center. And over 30 years ago, I started studying the behavior of our body water evaporation and living with the evaporation of the atmosphere. And I learned that there was so much we hadn't learned. And then I found I was the only one uniquely studying that and and really focusing on just that, body water loss evaporation. Now, to educate you, which I do all, I would nonstop, I'll be educating to remind you, in the womb of the pocket of water, you must develop certain percentage of water per organ, and then you're born. Nature takes its time to try to do it just right. Then you are born, and you're like a sponge. Once you come out of that pocket of water, and you begin to live with the atmosphere of the water vapor along with the whole planet Earth and the solar system, it's all nature. That nature is like a battery. You're charged because of that, like electric power in a different way, but it, you are charged like a battery. We've been taught that by other scientists, and we've been teaching that. You're like a sponge. You begin to evaporate from moment to that moment down to dehydration to death. That's your process of nature to live. It's the powers of all the religions that have been out there forever, we've been learning, they understood it and they, they educated people about how powerful all of that is in the water. We've been learning a lot lately, and we're going to be talking about it today with the doctor who's a guest, Dr. Angela Zen. I'll be telling you about her in a minute, but we're going to... T- be teaching you the Global Health Olympics that I believe that once you start practicing what you need to do with the coronavirus and other viruses, other symptoms, to be healthy and learn what you can do to be healthier and learn more. But that is also helping somebody else's thinking. It becomes like a membership in the Global Health Olympics. It's a membership for everybody all over the world. 
we live on this planet together. Yes, water is the priority of all life. It's the living of everything. But it adds on breathing, how you breathe, how you drink your water, your nutrition habits, your mobility habits, what's called exercise, and then your sleeping habits, like earth sleep. You must learn. Now you're learning how to keep your hands clean. Don't be shy of the sanitation. Keep your hands clean. And let's don't be so touchy-touchy. Let's start thinking about what contamination means with touching during these viruses and during these seasons, the Kamanas. And right now we're having one a little different for the whole planet Earth to be affected by. We're learning with each other. has nothing to do with religion, uh, political positioning, nothing. It is what we are learning about nature and people. We have a strain of a virus that is very unusual. They have to learn that strain, and they can't rush it. Because if they rushed it, they might make a mistake not understanding the strain. And remember, strains can be effect- different, affects different continents. How that strain has been found in one country may not be the way it is exactly in the next continent. And I taught you today about the atmosphere. Now, we will learn. So they will learn that out there. Meanwhile, while they're Learning, you need to practice good global health Olympics and become a member. Um, Today, I'm going to be introducing you to Dr. Angel Zen. She is a physician and has a background in an advantage of pharma and a global biopharmaceutical company with its U.S. headquarters located in Washington, D.C. She's also vice president of Chinese Biopharmaceuticals Association. Before she switched into industrial and industrial area, Dr. Zen finished her postdoctoral training at John Hopkins University then became a neurologist, oncology, and then a faculty member. Prior to that, Dr. Zen was an attending surgeon with more than 10 years of intensive experience as an OBNGYN. I took my time to read that carefully because I can see where her background is extraordinary for what we're going to be talking about today, and she'll be able to answer a lot of really good questions. We're going to listen to our sponsor first, and we'll be back with Dr. Angela Jensen. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. 
Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Audience, I want to introduce you to a very special person today, Dr. Angela Zen. Angela, I'm going to let you, I told them a little bit about you before I introduced you today, but you tell us how you got where you're at. Where did you grow up? What was your influence to become the physician you are? Okay. Thanks, Karen. Yes, thanks for having me here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, it's my pleasure to be here. Yeah. Uh, I actually originally came from China. I grew up in China. So I got my degrees there, and then I moved to Maryland. Uh, to Johns Hopkins. I worked there for seven years. Then I moved to uh, another city. I'm actually close to D.C. So while well, still in uh, Maryland. So I right now I'm currently uh, a study physician in our uh, biopharmaceutical company. So before that, I was in Johns Hopkins focusing on the cancer immune therapy. So that was, you know, basically the very, very uh, hot research areas. So prior to that, I was a transfer surgeon. I was an OB-GYN uh, surgeon. So I was a uh, gynecological mm-hmm. oncologist. Uh-huh. And why did you get to where you're at today with the specialty you're doing? You, what is your specialty today? So right now, actually, I'm in a biopharmaceutical company. I'm, I'm working on all those mm, new medicines, new medicines for those okay. uh, patients with different types of cancers. So we're working on the new medicines for cancer patients. Okay, um, now when you say when you say new medicine, is that it that you've been mm-hmm. in research and that you you represent a company that after um, regulations have approved that you add uh, work with a new medical discovery with patients in with cancer. Is that right? Uh, yeah. So after all the, you know, the basic research is, so we got the medicines, right? But before we mm-hmm. apply those medicines to those patients, you know, for those patients who are suffering from different types of cancers, we do need to try different mm-hmm. clinic trials. So for those trials, we do need physicians to stay with the patients, with the companies, you know, to monitor all the system, the whole process. So that's why physicians are uh, involved in the whole process, like I said, the clinic trials, different phases of clinic trials from phase one to phase four. Now, uh, I I used to be president many, many years ago of the American Cancer Society in my community for years, and I represented them on the State Board of Health with physicians and more. And Uh hopefully cancer research has come far. What are some of the things that you'd like the audience to know, the discoveries that you're learning in research with the symptoms of the cancer? Okay. Yeah, so um, I'm sure many of us, you know, whether uh, you have some family members or friends, maybe there's some of them were are suffering from different types of cancers. So we know that different types of cancers, they have different symptoms, right? So right now, nowadays, actually, multiple uh, global biopharmaceutical companies, we're really focusing on very, very good, uh, new areas of the new drug development, for example, uh, small molecule target therapies. So that's one of the 
That's one type of the therapy is very promising. Another one, I think maybe most of the uh, audience are also familiar with, because nowadays we can see uh, tons of information around us. That's the uh, new um, immunotherapy. So that's a new area of mm -hmm. the uh, cancer treatment. That's another very hot area for uh, cancer medicine. I mean, the new medicine development. And you have a, do you have a particular age group that you specialize in, or is it all age groups? Mm, I don't, yeah, I feel like all age groups, uh, yeah, patients from all age groups are suffering from different types of uh, cancers. That's why we do need to work more hard, you know. So your research is going on with a lot of, okay, a lot yeah, of age Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Not only the research, also the different trials, because, you know, for clinic trials, we're including patients, enrolling patients every day. So the patients are in, uh, get into our studies. Um, some of the patients, many of the patients actually, they're benefiting from the new medicine. So they got their lifespan uh, uh, extended. So that's very good for the patients now, how, also for their, for their health families. What, is your, what do you find that most of the cancer that you're treating right now is? Uh, what kind of cancer is it? Yeah, right now we have, for example, uh, ovarian cancer, so that's very promising. There are quite some uh, global scientific uh, conferences, for example, uh, ASCO last year, so uh, we do have very good results for new medicine for ovarian cancer. That's one of the... Ovarian. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, ovarian cancer. Yeah, that's actually, I just mentioned the small molecule target uh, therapy, so... That's very promising. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And how 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 successful do you think that it's becoming? Okay, so it's hard to predict, like how, for example, how many months we need to wait, right? But so far from right. the late phase uh, studies, when I say late phase, that means like late uh, phase three already. So it's already mm -hmm. uh, like multiple patients. I mean, a large of the patient, patients have been involved in this study. So many of the patients already got a very good results. That means we can get, you know, uh, submit that to the uh, regulatory authorities. Then, for example, FDA, then we'll get the approval. Then uh, it can go to the patient's directory. So that's, now, you know, do like do people come from, years. Do people come from global um, around yeah. the world, or you just have mostly Americans doing this? Mm, I would say around the world. So, okay. uh, American people will benefit from that first. Then, you know, there are different uh, regulatory authorities from different continents. Right. For example, Europe. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, step by step, I think the patients around the whole world will get them. And with ovarian cancer, like any other cancer, you can have an individual in China or in Australia or wherever in the world, and like you brought up continents, that maybe their ovarian cancer is a little, has a different study to it that you need to learn what kind of medicine would work for them uh, because of, of their life and where they came from. Uh, with ovarian cancer. Am I right or am I wrong? The study <laughs> you that, are partially yeah. right, Sharon. Yeah, so that's true. Okay. So actually, yeah, even patients, maybe they have the same diagnosis, for example, ovarian cancer, but different patients still have, you know, for example, different genetic background. So when right. we do, because now, yeah, nowadays, precision, uh, precision uh, medicine is uh, more critical one, right? When we check the genetic background, so maybe different patients have different, you know, genetic uh, information, so we need to choose a specific medicine for them. So that's why uh, um, major, mostly the medicine I mentioned was just, you know, like, for example, small molecule targeting, so they can work uh, for almost all the patients, but some of the Patients maybe cannot benefit from that that much as other patients just because right. of because because of the background. And, yeah. and I, yeah. are you are you are you learning that, so that particular what you need to learn that 
when a patient comes and they came from yeah, whatever yeah. continent, you, you're learning right. to help all this different um, symptoms of, of the strain of cancer, let's call it, and because everybody is experiencing it differently. Am I right or wrong? Mm, yeah, so you're part, partially right. Yeah, so symptoms okay. might okay. be different among different patients, but basically, for example, okay. I still want to take the ovarian cancer as an example. So uh, mm-hmm. there are some general symptoms you know, among those patients. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, no matter what different symptoms they have, as long as they have the pathologer, uh, I mean, the pathologist already makes that diagnosis, the clinician already makes that diagnosis, that means the patient, the patient has ovarian cancer. So we'll have the, uh, gen, some general treatment for them. But for a new medicine, like I said, uh, some medicine are targeting uh, um, uh, small populations of patients with probably the similar uh, genetic background. Mm-hmm. So the actually advanced technologies are helping us, for example, uh, the genomic sequencing, the whole genome uh, sequencing, those uh, techniques are helping us to, you know, to group those patients and to give them more specific treatment. Mm-hmm. Now, when you're, when I look back on it, the physicians were not stressing during all that uh, uh, therapeutic treatments that they've invented now to drink a lot of water to keep flushing that body with what is happening individually with everybody. Do you stress drinking water? I do. (laughs) I'm a huge fan of water drinking. (laughs) I drink a lot of water every day. Yeah, I do believe water is very important for for our body. Very, very important. Each system. Yeah. It mm-hmm. keeps that body flushing, and then when you're doing certain therapeutics and medications and and treatments, the body has to keep replenishing itself with mm-hmm. the moisture that it wants to live with. I've always taught a doctor the body makes the decision, not the person. So the body has to have that absorption of water and make a decision along with all the treatment and the medication to make sure that the body can work with it, too, and not be foreign. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Now, let's yeah, go on to, let's go on to what's on, on, on all of our minds right now is the coronavirus. I believe in the Global Health Olympics. I think the Global Health, Health Olympics. People need to be educated, even the physicians, even the scientists. People out there all need to be educated. And when we educate people, we're giving them a reminder because everybody, doctor, is so distracted. Everybody is so distracted. They forget that your health Olympics, your worldwide global health Olympics, is very important to each person individually. And people have to be reminded of washing their hands and understanding the education of the health education that is vital to them learning about this strain and this virus. It's not normal. They're finding how unusually contagious it is. Um, teach us about what you can teach us about what is COVID-19 and what is the difference between COVID-19, SARS, and maybe the flu we've had all through America that's been taking thousands of lives a year, killing them, dying, um, that nobody blinked about until now. Could you educate about that today? Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, I would be happy to give some uh, basic information about that. I think, yeah, these days we have been overwhelmed 
despite yeah, lots of information, you know, we saw the numbers increasing. So it's really yeah, not only the physicians, not only the healthcare providers. I think everyone here, you know, around the whole country, uh, even not only the country, the whole world, the way are suffering. Well, I mean, we are well, yeah. taking this every day, right? Right. So mm, right. yeah, so COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, maybe we can talk about a little bit about the virus. So many people probably okay. still have the impression about the virus, right? Uh, some of us maybe have some uh, direct experience with SARS that was almost 20 years ago, right? But a few years ago, there were also some other uh, uh, outbreaks, not SARS, but we do remember the MERS. Oh, we right? had, we so had. That one was- the swine, we had the swine flu. We've had right. the Asian flu. We've had, yeah. um, and then when they came out with the swine flu uh, uh-huh. way back in the 70s, they rushed it so quickly, doctor, that some mm-hmm. people died because of the shot, the inoculation. They didn't understand. They went too quickly. Mm-hmm. They hadn't studied. They wanted to satisfy everybody in a hurry. And the tests weren't always accurate because they rushed. I think what now they're doing to take their time and try to be accurate about how they're figuring it out per continent with the strain, like here in America, how to, how to test it correctly not to make mistakes, and then also how they're going to come up with a, a vaccine that is not going to be so rushed that all of a sudden people have a reaction to it, and that takes their lives. You never know. And that's what happened yeah. during the swine flu way back in the 70s. Mm-hmm. So uh, with the coronavirus, uh, what is the difference of the and and uh, try to, to explain to us real carefully so my audience can understand what that strain is all about and then the difference between it SARS and let's just say the flu we've had in the United States has been taking people every year the regular flu mm-hmm. I call it the American flu right now but uh, tell us what they need to learn. I mean, okay. I think the flu they get every year is the typical flu, but we didn't know we were losing an average of 36,000 people a lot, dying a year over it. And I, 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 we didn't hear that, really, you know. And we need to know now how important that people's health education is vital, that they help each other and the family, friends, acquaintances, how do they help each other to learn about this particular one so that we can begin mm-hmm. to get, diminish it, get rid of it? You know, way back in time, you're also young for this, there was a, a, a symptom called polio, and mm-hmm. the whole country was full, the world, polio. Well, they finally came up with something that worked, polio. And uh, this is what I'm looking at with this virus. We've got to figure, they've got to figure it out. And people need to participate to assist the health education to it while they're figuring it out. So teach us the difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So exactly, Sharon. I agree with you. Yeah, everyone needs to get involved. Then you know to 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 try to diminish this. Yeah. So um, uh, this time, this virus. <laughs> yeah, it it is kind of similar as the previous virus, uh, SARS virus. That's why we call it uh, SARS um, COVID two, right? So someone also calls oh. that uh, new coronavirus. Okay. That's true. Okay. So it's the same strain, like the same, belongs to the same family. It's a coronavirus, not the first. But it's still mm-hmm. different from this coronavirus, previous coronavirus, SARS. So that time, I think 
people who ever has any uh, experience with that, we know that one uh, disappeared very quickly. This time, we are we already see it's not as quick as that one, and and things the situation is changing even uh, more quickly, more contagious. Uh huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is it because it's not an airborne, but it's a touching, where the touch is leaving a contamination um, yeah. at the time and, and leaving it behind for a few days. How many days would that touching of something last? Mm, that's a very good question. So I do uh, follow up with those scientific publications very closely. So recently I just mm-hmm. got a paper from Science, I remember. So that one mentioned mm-hmm. that actually the longest time for the, you know, the uh, droplets mm, uh, staying on the surface is like around mm-hmm. nine days, up to nine days. So that's very concerning, mm-hmm. right? So we don't know whether, for example, the uh, the uh, shopping cart has something <laughs> from someone, you know, nine mm-hmm. days visit the shop nine days ago, right? So that's mm-hmm. the longest time I heard. But, but uh, generally... I think for this virus, it's very, we all know that it's very contagious. It can mm, be uh, staying in the uh, environment, for example, the surface, for example, the plastic surface or metal surface. So it will be there for uh, days, not only hours, just, you know, uh, like some others. Uh, also, I and then think, does that, that um, mean it's a hard surface? That's a hard surface? But they're calling it lately uh, on a hard surface. Yeah. Is that what you said? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I now let's get into the uh, let's get into the uh, uh, situation too of of um, their hands. It's a hand carrier, uh, and their people are being reminded to keep the hands very clean with sanitizing. Sanitation soap, or keep it clean with um, sanitizers. Uh, we're going to take our break right now. Don't go anywhere, Doctor Zen. And we're going to come right mm-hmm. back, um, and we'll get you to educate us about the hands and why we need to start thinking about. Start. I'm going to bring up a little bit about nutrition today too. How our diet is going to be important for flushing and water to drink. I don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist. Just a mist. Nature's Tears is the sponsor of our radio show internationally. It's a, it's a patented worldwide technology to be able to mist with 100% tissue culture creative water for dry Eye. And I'm sure a lot of you are going through a lot of dry eye. And dry eye is the over-evaporation of the surface of the eye that is 99% water. It supplements it to be able to help the eyes slow down that over-evaporation. We're going to listen to our sponsor with Nature's Tears Eye Mist, Just a Mist. And we'll be back with Dr. Zen. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency Podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. 
the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Doctor, before we go on, people to wash their hands. How important is it to get the right sanitizing soap and the right sanitizer? How important is that? Yeah, uh, as we just talked about, right, Sharon, so since the new virus mostly is contaminated through through the uh, contact, so that's why, you know, the hand washing, the hand hand, uh, hygiene is very, very important. It's very, very critical. So um, in terms of the hand sanitizer, so I... I know in market there are quite different types of different brands of hand sanitizer, but basically the general rule is we need to get the one with uh, at least above sixty percent alcohol in this hand sanitizer, so okay. that's more mm-hmm. effective. And what about the hand sanitizing soap? Um, the, uh, they make sure that they have. That is that important, or is it just? Soap. Um, yeah, it is important because the soap. When you wash okay. your hands, it's not just the water running through your hands, your fingers, right? We do need to make sure the soap stays on our hands, on our fingers for more than like almost twenty seconds. So make sure all the bubbles are there to you know to go through your hands. Just wash your hands, you know, for enough time. That's important. And then keep your hands away from your our faces, which is such a habit for everyone. Um, uh, we've all been learning, and I've always been one to shake hands. And uh, I think that uh, it's time we started being courteous, and and uh, either a little bow or take our hands together and and give a gesture and uh, let people know are being cordial. Um, now, the uh, water to drink, um, you know what type of show I have, and my research for over 30 years has been the lack of education about water and this planet to live with the solar system, too. And um, how important is it? Now, I don't know if you've noticed I need you to help me with this today. We're going to be very polite to the physicians and to all of our people out there that are trying to be good educators and doing the research they're doing. But have you noticed they're not saying drink water along with this other method? Have you noticed it? Yeah, I did. And what was your thinking? <laughs> All I could every time I hear somebody out there giving us the new knowledge about it, the, those that are authorities, I keep thinking now they're going to talk about the one. But water flushes the body, like they, well, you know what they did in water with Ebola? They came up with mm-hmm. if you drink. Somebody said, some scientist said, let's do some common sense and see what happens here. So they had the patients drinking one gallon of water laced with a little sugar and salt, and it worked. <laughs> yeah, because it Ebola, actually, that time patients had some uh, GI symptoms. I mean, you know, the uh, intestinal and gastric. So that's why I think water is even more important for those patients. Yeah, and keep it flushing. <laughs> and don't be annoyed to go to the bathroom as often as you can to detoxify. It keeps the skin flushed and keeps everything flushing for each individual to be healthier. Could you get a hold of them for me back there? <laughs> you go over there. You drive. You're in Washington, D.C. You go over 
And Dr. Zen, you tell them, you've got, for the NIH, all of them, you've got to bring up drinking water. Don't forget to keep reminding them. They've got to drink water. If you don't say that, they'll find other things. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm serious. Yeah. I, if I wasn't sitting mm-hmm. here Me too. in a little tiny town of Oregon, I would have done it. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, like I said, well, I'm going to let you, I'm going to, by the way, I'm going to, I'm going to assign you, doctor, to go do that. <laughs> I'll try. They've got to drink water. they got to. Yeah. It's vital. Mm-hmm. And then the nutrition, the diet right now is important for digestion, not to clog up the system and start an, a toxin system. They've got to watch the diet. What is a good diet right now for them to think that way? Mm, I think that's a very good question. So I do notice, you know, uh, not only patients, I do notice some people in the neighborhood, you know, they do have, they do not have a clear idea about how a healthy diet is, you know. So for me, from my standpoint, from a medicine, from the, from a medical doctor standpoint, I do believe a balancing diet is very critical, important, very important for each of us. Uh, so, so when I say a balancing diet, I want to say uh, food with meals with enough protein, with enough, um, I want to say, uh, uh, vegetables, also enough milk and eggs. Those things are important. So I think our meals, meals with those uh, fundamental things the protein get the, enough. Get the protein in the body to also be a fighter of yeah. the brain, to fight right. the brain. Do you believe that good protein uh, nutrition would also help maybe to fight the symptom of to be healthier. Oh, because I believe yeah, I believe in drinking a lot of water to also help prevent the system. And uh, yeah. of course, if you get it, you've got to drink a ton of water. But what about protein? How important is your protein balance in the body? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Protein is very critical. First of all, like you said, we all agree. I, like I said, I'm a huge fan of water, drinking water. So water actually is a very critical uh, uh, mm, part in many of the uh, body reactions. So, I mean, basically from the basic sense standpoint for uh, biochemistry uh, reactions, water is very critical. You know, it helps all the enzymes working correctly in those steps. So that's important. That's why water is very critical. Second, uh, the protein. Protein is helping us, you know, so in fighting against the virus, against the new disease, that was COVID-19. So immunity, our body, our own immunity is the primary fighter, the primary soldier. So we do need mm-hmm. to, you know, count our own, our own body. Uh, our own immunity to fight the virus. So for for to boost our immunity, protein is very critical. We do need to have, you know, nutritional food to make sure we have those alimentary um, mm-hmm. things to, to, to build us up. The nutrients, right. Mm-hmm. Now, the other one is, um, you know, I'm very big because I bring on here, Dr. Effie Chow, a PhD, who's very much into um, Qigong and breathing, the breathing habit, uh, letting it in, uh, letting it out. In other words, let the toxins go out um, and do some breathing exercises. What do you think about that? That's true. Yeah. So actually, I still want to go back to water again. (laughs) So the water helps helps us to... To build up our body also helps us for breathing. To, uh, yeah. Get those, yeah, to get those uh, toxins or those things, you know, uh, after we digest right. those things, it also helps us to exclude those out of our body. Right. It's very helpful to clean the body. Right. And then the other one is sleeping. Now that many people are going to be home more than normal, um, and uh, 
when you go to bed, try to figure out your own secret to sleep well. That'll also help you um, stimulate through the body what happened during the day while you sleep. I like the earth sleep to live with the whole solar system. There's a magic rhythm there. How important is sleeping right now to get the right rest? Yeah, sleeping is amazing. I think it's a very amazing uh, mechanism for us, for a whole human being. You know, like you mentioned, there's a solar system, there's a day and night rhythm. So we do need to follow those nature rules, right? That's why we do need to right. sleep. <laughs> yeah. So I'm glad you said the word nature rules, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think everyone has that experience. So after a good sleep, you'll feel much, much more fresh. So that means like your whole body got regenerated. So, you know, that, like I said earlier, the immune system actually also uh, is very, very um, I want to, say, I can, maybe I cannot say the immune system is totally, uh, you know, uh, relying on the sleep, but the sleep itself is very helpful for our immune system. It rejuvenates the body and it helps you with your immunity system. If you sleep with good discipline and think how you're going to go to sleep with per person, not how somebody else has done it, but how each person does it, that's their secret so they can learn to sleep well. Now, uh, before we go today, how does a person know if you don't, if you have the regular flu that we have going around in America? And the difference between the COVID, uh, the corona, I mean, flu. How do you know the difference between the two flus? The one we get in America Mm -hmm. that everybody has been getting. And that's been out of control, too, this last year. No end of people have had the flu, regular flu. Now, how do they recognize if they should, if they had the regular flu, would they be more prone and their immunity protection would be down for the coronavirus? That's a very good question, Sharon. Yeah, right now, because we're still learning from the new virus, the new disease, so we are getting more mm-hmm. information by, you know, uh, as time goes by. So since mm-hmm. right now, uh, it's also the first season, right? Some of the patients, some right. of the patients, they probably just got the flu, regular flu, but they don't know whether I got the COVID nineteen already. So it is hard right. at, actually at the beginning because some of the some of the patients, even though they already got the COVID nineteen, so they might be asymptomatic. So some of the patients, mm-hmm. even though they probably got some symptoms, but due to you know the broad spectrum of the disease, so some patients they probably just have some non-specific symptoms. You cannot say, oh, right. this one is just specifically belongs to COVID-19 because we don't know. For example, uh, so some patients maybe will get uh, uh, fever. A fever, you know, there are different degrees of fever, different types of fever to see. So some patients only have the lower fever, some patients have higher fever, so that's hard to defend them, to, you know, differentiate Mm -hmm. them. Also, some patients Mm -hmm. maybe got uh, a dry cough. I think right now, based on uh, all the data or all the literature I have searched, so for uh, COVID-19, Cough or dry cough is more is a more uh, dominant symptom. Uh, now I'm going to ask you something it. real quick before I forget. Mm-hmm. What effect does this show in the eyes? Because your eyes are a very a good diagnosis of what's going on in the body. What would they uh, have you detected? What they would feel in the eyes? Would there be more itching and and more um, dry and more irritable, the eyes. No, I have not seen any data or any literature showing there's any symptoms related to dry eyes or eating of the eyes or dry eyes. You don't think it's affecting me? You haven't noticed I don't think that's right. I don't, I don't, I have not seen any uh, literature showing that, you know, because patients Mm -hmm. are reporting those symptoms. But I do have some uh, uh, numbers 
I think for this uh, COVID-19 right now, so 80 per, per, 80% of the patients actually have fever. Like I said, that's why I put fever as the first one. So most of the patients, they have fever, right? That's different from fever, uh, fever. flu. Okay. Yeah, fever. Yeah. But for flu, I well, think fever most of us probably the have... The eyes would be showing. Yeah. 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 Right. So, for, so for normal common flu, most of the people will have runny nose. Right. That's different. Mm-hmm. For COVID nineteen, okay, there are much less patients have um, runny nose. Oh, they have a runny nose. No, not that many. But for flu, uh, okay, that's more common oh. in flu patients. Yeah. Okay. Other flu. Okay. Well, we're out of time. It went fast for me, and I want to thank you with all that you're busy doing over there, taking time for our audience to teach us today. It, I, it can save a lot of lives, that Global Health Olympics plan. Everybody needs to be helping each other, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. It's my prayer. Well, I uh, wish you. Yeah. My prayers are with you. God bless. And then I wish you well and be well. And don't you forget, you're going to, tomorrow, you're going to get in your car and go up to that Washington, D.C. group and say, don't forget to bring up water. (laughs) Yeah, sure. And and take your finger and shake it. (laughs) Great. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you. Okay. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you so much. My prayers are with you. Thank you. Uh Audience, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for listening. Mm -hmm. That was quite an experience today. I want you to put all children in your heart, in your hands. There's no such thing as an imperfect child. Let's also be in the Global Health Olympics for the children of the world. They will learn. Thanks to you. Thank you for listening. Be well. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel with an encore Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinaHour.com.